You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. Each week, you'll hear from remarkable guests who have overcome challenges and obstacles to succeed in the face of adversity. By listening to their stories, you'll get practical tips, tools, and resources you can implement today to bust through your own internalized prisons of worry and doubt. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Welcome to this episode of the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about helping action takers and decision makers like you align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. Hi, I'm Sarah from Sarah Box Coaching and Consulting. I'm a change agent, former executive director and best-selling author of The Changemaker Ripple Effect, a book about how one person's drive, purpose, and boldness can impact thousands. Our guest today is perfect to talk about that. And I'm here to tell you that the life you want is possible with the right support, mindset, and strategy. So on today's podcast, we're going to be joined by Christy Kennedy. Christy is a TEDx audacious leadership keynote speaker and authentic lifestyle author. She is the owner of Queenfidence Global Image Consulting. Her inspirational gift empowers women with confidence and clarity keys to find their voice, free their voice, and look fabulous using their voice. Doesn't that sound good? (laughs) In this episode, you'll hear how Christy overcame severe financial stress and health-related issues herself, why she's passionate about helping other ordinary women do the same, and why having a bodacious mindset is the key. So now let's welcome our guest, Christy Kennedy. Hi, Christy. Hey, beautiful Sarah. How's it going? It's going good. First of all, it was great to be chatting with you just to make sure we had everything going here. And I'm really excited to have you on this show now more than ever. So um, before we dive in, I want to ask you, what is one non-negotiable ritual or thing you do every day that keeps you heading towards your own big vision? Mm, Writing. Self-care writing ritual. I have to get my thoughts out on paper to reflect. I usually start my morning off with a prompt. I celebrate the joy of before anything happens, because a lot of times we place our happiness in what's happening, and sometimes it's some not so good things that are happening, and so I never want what's going on in the external world to affect my internal world. So that's the first thing you do as you do your writing? Yes, as a part of my morning routine, I have essential oils that I'll pour in my hand. I'll take my deep breaths. I put my candles on, the waterfall. So it's a whole thing that I go through, but that's one piece. Definitely, I'm going to write morning, noon, and night. You will see me writing. So you set your own frame for the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe in setting yourself up for success. If I'm not intentional, if I'm not deliberate, the day will run me and I will not be running my day, which is not so queenly. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you don't set yourself up halfway through the day, you're thinking, who is in charge here? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to actually ask you something. There is a quote that you have that 
totally resonated for me, but I want to read it if you if it's okay with you and then ask you to unpack it a bit for us, okay? So here's the quote. You said small steps create big impact and the moment you decide to change, there's nothing that can hold you back. And you go on to say your courage to rise is living proof of what's possible and being happy takes guts and you can play by the rules you write. So can you talk a little bit about that and then share how that belief played into your own transformation? Absolutely. That's one of the questions I get more than anything, Sarah, is what were one of the things that you did to get to where you are now? And I told I tell people that it's a com- combination. It's a combination of many little steps that I took. And I can go back in my mind's eye. And I remember the year 2007 when I went through a deep depression, I, I launched my business. You know, I've done three launches, but this is the second one. And it did not go according to plan. And so I went into this deep depression after moving into a building. Two to three months later, I was moving out of the building, you know, fixed it all up because I had the mindset, if you build it, they will come to feel the dream, right? And when I started looking back at the step that I took, and I'm trying to figure out why did that not work in my favor? And honestly, Sarah, no one knew because I'm a motivator. I am the inspirational speaker. I am your party girl. I get to stop the party started. And so here I was in a deep dark depression and no one knew it. And in order to get out of that place, one day I woke up, it was 2008. And I started saying again, 2008 is going to be great. I was feeling my fire come back. I had waddled long enough. And I told myself, Nothing massive happens without taking massive action. Nothing, it, you cannot be passive. In, in order to create these massive actions, you have to start taking action. So I just started doing one thing at a time. And sometimes that's all I had the energy for was, let me just do one thing this day. And that's how I slowly got out of that deep, dark depression and started creating this ripple effect of success. How did you decide? So you talked about being both in a health and financial challenge. It sounds like it was simultaneous, like things just kind of felt like they imploded a bit, right? How did you prioritize where to start or not get so scattered that you were trying to go after everything at the same time? Yes, I would often hear successful individuals say you have to focus on one thing and that's always been my challenge as, as multi-talented as I am you know I'm a creative mind and you know as creatives it we can be pulled in directions that we don't even want to go in and so hence I, I began to focus and I remember writing down in one of my journals if I could only do three things I didn't do it just one thing but if I could only do three things what were the with those three things that absolutely light me up because I believe we should be living from the inside out I believe we should walk along your path alive. And so that was writing, that was speaking, and that was singing. Music is the air that I breathe. And so I began to focus on those, those three things. How can I express myself in those mediums? And I began to focus on knocking on doors for speaking, for writing, and singing. And that's all I focused on, you know, as I was getting myself out of that place called stuck into in, uh, in a place called unstoppable. Okay, so now I want to say that when you are in that space where you feel the weight of the world on your shoulders, mm-hmm. knocking on doors, whether it's literal or virtual, is probably one of the toughest things to do, yes. right? So how did you 
motivate yourself and not feel, I'm making an assumption that it wasn't like, okay, just because I knocked, people said, come in, right? That there was some rejection or some setbacks even then. So how did you stay the path? Oh, yeah. And that's where that bodacious belief comes in. I believe if, if you're not able to defend your beliefs, then your belief is not strong enough. Because if you really believe in it, you have to be willing to fight for it. And my belief was about to be tested on every side. And that's what my whole journey has been about. When I look back in reflection and retrospect, I realized that every form of adversity was molding me into the powerhouse woman I was created to be. When you're going through the test of life, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> of course it doesn't. You want to get out as fast as you can. Uh, but when you're on the other side of it, it's like, ooh, that was beautiful. What, what I've become, how I think now, you know, when you're going through those challenges, I say galactic challenges require galactic courage. You've got to have so much courage. And when I look back over the journey, Sarah, every single step mattered one. But the bodacious belief, I began to create vision board. This is how I solidified my beliefs. And there's so many pieces to my story, but I'm just going to pull one out. In 2006, as I fast forward, I was given what I call a pink slip, and that's what I turned into Queenfidence. And by this time, after going through, remember I told you I've, I've had two launches prior to that, so this was going to be the third one. This is third time is a charm. And I started creating vision boards all around me in my home office. I have 19 vision boards, six vision books. So you talk about that belief, you just start compounding and the other day I heard Bob Proctor say, if you can hold it in your head, you can hold it in your hands. And that is exactly what I've been doing these past 20 something years is building my belief system and fortifying it over and over and over. And every time a challenge comes, I get to see how strong my belief is. And then you just evolve into a more powerful version of yourself with each experience. So I sometimes think when I talk to folks and listen, there's a frustration that it doesn't happen. Like, okay, I've got my vision board. Here's what I'm doing. And it's a year, maybe even three years later. And people are going, well, how come it's not here yet? Right. Did you have any of that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The self-doubt is real. Hence, and we start combating with our truth. What is it that I'm certain of in those moments? Because yes, you're going to fight uncertainty. You're going to question, does it even matter? the blood, the sweat, the tears that I put in the ground, it should be producing something by now. <laughs> yeah. It does take a while for compost to break down into rich soil, you know? <laughs> Just saying. Just okay. saying. So I really love the name of your business. I do. I think Thank that's you. so cool. Will you talk about a little bit more, though, about why you feel we need to have like our voice because I hear how powerful that's been in helping others transform. How do you see that play out when you're helping people? Oh yes, most definitely. I hear often women tell me that they're afraid to use their voice. They're afraid of being judged. There's so many internal fears that they're, they're having to combat. And for me, it, it really matters, Sarah, because I remember being a young woman trying to figure out who I was first and foremost but then how do I use my voice once I find it and, and being confident that what I have to say can make a difference. And 
I, I used to be so afraid of my own voice. And I tell people, do not be afraid of who you are. I would not even listen to my own answer machine message. This is how bad I had it. I would sing in my apartment, look out the peephole to make sure no one was outside to hear me in my own house. Now that is prison. <laughs> I was imprisoned in my own mind. And I remember my senior year in college and the professor asked a question. And for the first time, I felt like I knew the answer and I act, actually raised my hand. Now you have to understand, uh, go back in time in my freshman year in communication class, I asked the professor if I could present my presentation privately in his own office. And so the whole college years, go, they've gone by. I didn't use my voice a single time. Now here I am as a senior and I have to overcome this fear. I would always sit in the back of the class and then I raised my hand and I answered. Now, I was wrong, but I heard my voice for the first time. And I remember sitting back in the back of the room crying. That's how freeing that felt. And so I want to give that gift to other women or men, whoever is feeling entrapped within themselves because you have something to say. And I, I can imagine how different life would be, Sarah, if I didn't use my voice. I would, I would never be on a stage speaking into life. I wouldn't be interviewing with you because there's so much we have to give to this world and we often discount it. You know, you have these four areas you've outlined for peak performance. Can you talk about those areas and... Then we'll just go from there. Yes. So mindset mastery. When I look back over my journey, one of the, the major pieces to me overcoming my own internal fears was mastering my thoughts. They pop up any moment, any time. Self-sabotage is real. And I, I like to describe those thoughts as the clouds. You know, the clouds are slowly passing by. You just observe. You have to notice what you're thinking. I would say think about what you're thinking about. And hence, what we think about, we bring about. And that's why I have these vision boards before me to remind me, because as you know, there are many voices outside telling us what we should be thinking, what we should be buying, you name it. <laughs> and so I'm always reminding myself of what matters to me. And that's why I live by design and not default. That default setting gets us in trouble. And this is when we find ourselves waking up one morning and we're saying, whose life is this? I'm not happy here. I don't even like my husband, whatever the case may be, this job is so dissatisfying. We're so disconnected from what we really want because we never were intentional about creating it in the first place. Tired of feeling stuck and ending with the same result? Want to know how Sarah can help you with one-on-one -on -one or organizational coaching? Then book your free discovery call at sarahbox.com forward slash contact. Now back to the show. How do we recognize when we're living by default, though, Christy? I mean, it can be so subtle if you're just like, there's nothing wrong, right? So you're going, do you ever have people say, well, there's nothing really wrong. I'm just, I don't know what it is. Yes. I like to say it's, it's when you lose that sparkle, that inner glow, the excitement. You have to, you don't even have to set your alarm clock. You just pop up. If you're, if you're constantly hitting the snooze button, more than likely you're not excited about your life. You, you're not even learning anything new. There's nothing that has your blood boiling. <laughs> and so I, I was recently talking to one of my clients and they talked about, they said, everything's going where I'm, I'm married, I have a new baby, but I am not where I used to be. I don't feel the same. Something is missing. And that something is a message to say, 
Now we need to either expand, we need to be more enlightened. There is something that we need to explore within ourselves uh, to create that excitement again, the energy that we once had about life. Maybe it's a new relationship, some new friendship, some, something that challenges you to grow, to stretch. And that's kind of the motivator, right, is to have that sparkle. I know when I was um, in that space, someone asked me about something, and I wasn't doing this for my business, but they said, well, how's this kind of project I was doing? I said, so, well, it's all right. And they said, well, what do you mean? So I start talking about it. They said, I haven't seen you that excited about anything in a long time. And I'm thinking, yeah, isn't that interesting, right? It's not like I was being paid to do it. And I was pouring tons of hours into it, but I thought I wouldn't not do it. Right. I just I wouldn't not do it. So but it's hard to recognize those things sometimes. Yeah. And that's so good you, you bring up that point, Sarah, because sometimes our friends or associates, they can help us say because they know us best that they, they're intimately acquainted with us. I haven't seen you that excited a long time to be able to be that mirror for us to hit the blind spots. It's I believe that community is so key oftentimes when we are slipping away from ourselves to we have to find our fire again. Well, and now you told me before we went on that it was hard for you because you're an introvert and you're also very self-motivated, right? Yeah. So this is like, okay, so I'm good by myself, I'm comfortable by myself, and I can create by myself. But then you bring in that piece of community, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes there's a dichotomy there that we can't just stay by ourselves because we need that community. I think there are places we can feel great and not realize without that external mirror, as you say, mm -hmm. that it's easy to not be our whole self. Yes. Yes. What do you mean by radical resilience? Ah. What the heck is that? <laughs> well, you think radical is out of the box, it's out of the norm, it's going to challenge the rules and... When you think about success, success requires, as you know, an exorbitant amount of energy, strategy. And especially it for me, I didn't come from the silver spoon. I, I didn't have angel investors. So I have to be creative with what I had. And one of my favorite quotes is, do what you can with what you have right where you are. I had to burn all the crutches, i.e. the excuses. <laughs> and so sometimes you have to get radical in, in your beliefs and how you approach things and and when I, when I was a younger entrepreneur, there, there were many sacrifices that were made in order to become successful. No guts, no glory, no investment, no increase. And so there was a lot of traveling. And when I say radical, I go back even into my own journey when I had the health challenge and the financial challenge that, that were happening you know, simultaneously. In that moment, I had to be radical. I remember going on auditions you know, 12 hours away and what I was battling was anemia one because I had seven fibroid tumors that were growing in my body so I was losing exorbitant amount of blood every single month my blood was about 4.5 I'm talking I'm almost dead but I would not allow any challenge to stop me and that's where that radical resilience when life is hitting you below the belt you still say I'm going to show up I'm going to dress up I'm going to get up again and again and again until I see the life that I've envisioned in my mind and as you mentioned earlier it doesn't happen overnight. It happens over life. And so when I'm looking at my life right now that has taken over 20-something years, now I have a full practice of coaching clients. But it didn't start that way. I, I was so unclear. 
So I had to be radical and hold it until I could see it and have it in my hand and, and see the baby breathing and look in her eyes and touch the ears. But before, it, it was just a baby on the inside that I was caring for a long time. I feel like I've just gone to church. <laughs> Would you talk to us about Queen Fidence, your book, and how, which is the full title, 70 Days of Rain, an Inner Guide to Transform Your Life to Being the Queens We Were Born to Be. Tell me what that means and then what the journey kind of looks like. Queenfidence is the art of elevation. And as I mentioned in 2014, when I received a pink slip and turned it into Queenfidence, I had to reinvent myself all over again. And I remember saying, what am I going to do next? And I thought about my whole journey because I've been in pageants. I've battled low self-esteem. I've battled the anxiety, battled overcoming the fear of public speaking. When I look at my journey, what was helping me, because I didn't have a therapist, Sarah. I had journals. They were my lifeline. And I'm so grateful for the sixth grade teacher that put one in my hand because it was a lifesaver. So 40 completed journals later, 20 open right now. I created a 70-day guide to help walk another woman through her own journey, questioning her self-doubt and her, you know, her worth, if you will. And then at the end of each chapter, she has her own questions to figure out who she is. And so she has a coach just guiding her along in, on that journey because that has been so key and instrumental for me in navigating through my own fog. So is the book a workbook then that it actually has the information plus the journal in it? Yes, they have this 70 letters from me, from queen to queen, dear queen. And the topic of the day is, say, for instance, womanhood. And I tell her everything that I know about womanhood. So it's almost like a mentor walking with her. And if I, when I was younger, if people say, be who you would have loved somebody to be to you and what you would have wanted to have. And so that's what I did. I just poured my heart out on these different topics. And then at the end, she has a C pill. I call it the confidence prescription. And so I walk her through an affirmation. And then she has questions of re reflection, pause and ponder this question. And then she affirms within herself every day, I will. Because once you receive principle, Sarah, now you have to put it, it into practice. You know, we can coach you all day, but if you don't do your own work. And so that's why I created this interactive guide so she can do her own work. And so she can be the powerful queen that she was created to be. And when I say queen, it's knowing how to elevate from that place we call stuck to becoming unstoppable. It's knowing how to convert your pain into power, into prudence, into prowess, to make the best decisions for where you are, for where you want to go. Because once a woman knows how to reinvent herself, Sarah, she can do it again and again and again, because we're fighting COVID-19 today, but there'll be something else two, three years from now. And see, I remember in, early on in my journey, whenever life would hit me hard, I would get stuck. I'd become paralyzed, frozen, as I hear my clients say. But if you, on the inside, know that your mind is one of the most powerful assets that you have, you can get from where you are to where you want to be, one single thought at a time, one single action step at a time. Nothing massive ever occurs by being passive. And that's the quote I wanted to say earlier. Because if I'm passive about my life, I'll never do anything about it. If I feel like I've been handed, you know, a bad stack of cards, then I'm like, I'll play the victim. And that's what Queen Venice is all about. No longer playing that role of victim, but I'm victorious. Queen, Queen Elizabeth said, there is no such thing as defeat. We don't accept it. Period. It's non-negotiable. 
I like it. I like the non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. We are not here for defeat. We're here for victory. But I want to know if there is one suggestion or tip that you would give our readers to do right now so that they start the momentum, whether they consider that I'm perfect where it is right now or they have a higher aspiration. Just as what's one thing you would say, do this and you'll be surprised. Mm. One thing I'd say do is write a letter to yourself from the future. Because often we are playing small. We are playing small, we're settling. And so write a letter from the future, your future self, your most powerful self, and speak to where you are right now to where you're, you're headed. Because as you're making these single steps, you're going to question your abilities. You're going to question every single thing. And that's what it's designed to do. But you will emerge every time you learn to hear yourself speak back in an affirmative way. Annihilate a habit, adopt a hobby, and ascend heroically into limitless possibilities. There should always be some habit that you're annihilating in a hobby because you need an outlet to express yourself because you will get burned out if not. I have been there. And so I'm a proponent, large proponent of self-care, but then ascend heroically because somebody else is going to be coming alongside of you and they're going to want to know your secrets. And you will be the hero or the shero that they're looking for. But I want to thank you so much for being a guest. I just feel, I feel like I'm kind of talking to someone that I've known, maybe even in previous life. I don't know. You're just oh. brilliant. Oh, so, beautiful. Well, thanks. And I've just had so much fun. So thank you so much. And I'm, I know the listening audience is going to love it been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.